Here's Devotion 760. Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. Don't be too discouraged when the bad guys seem to win because the bad guys will turn on each other. Here is Judges chapter 9, verse 26. Gaal, son of Ebed, came with his brothers and crossed into Shechem, and the citizens of Shechem trusted him. So they went out to the countryside and harvested grapes from their vineyards. They trampled the grapes and held a celebration. Then they went to the house of their god, that's Baal Birith, same uh, temple from which uh, Abimelech actually financed the whole uh, self-coronation in the first place and hired a bunch of untrustworthy guys to sort of be his team. As they ate and drank, they cursed Abimelech. Oof, that's bad news. Right, according to Exodus twenty-two twenty-eight and First Kings twenty-one thirteen, to pronounce a curse upon the king like that is punishable by death. So Gaal has come back into town. He's likely from Shechem. He's a Shechemite, and he's come back post Abimelech reign, and everybody's happy to see him again. He was there before Gideon. He was there before, long before Abimelech, and he remembers what like he remembers what things were like before all of this. And so now this leader is back and they throw a big celebration. The grape harvest was often something that was sort of marked by debauchery. And so in the, the speech that follows, you can sort of hear the, uh, the influence of overindulgence, perhaps, in some of the words here, because they've already committed treason by cursing uh, the king. Gaal, son of Ebed, said, Who is Abimelech? And who is Shechem that we should serve him? Isn't he the son of Jeroboam? That's Gideon. And isn't Zebul his officer? We're going to get to know this guy Zebul pretty well in this text. You were to serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem. Why should we serve Abimelech? If only these people were in my power, I would remove Abimelech. So he said to Abimelech, gather your army and come out. So remember these words in verse 28. Who is Abimelech? we should serve him. So he goes, he, he's old school. Right? You are to serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, the namesake of the town. When Zebul, the uh, ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, son of Ebed, he was angry. So he, look at, this is the operative word, secretly sent messengers to Abimelech saying, beware, Gaal, son of Ebed and his brothers have come to Shechem and are turning the city against you. Now tonight, you and the troops with you come and wait in ambush in the countryside. Then get up early and at sunrise, attack the city. When he and the troops who are with him come out against you, do to him whatever you can. So Abimelech and all the troops with him got up at night and waited in ambush for Shechem in four units. That's going to prove to be a wise strategy. Watch this. Gaal, son of Ebed, went out and stood at the entrance of the city gate. Then Abimelech and the troops who were with him got up from their ambush. When Gaal saw the troops, he said to Zebul, Look, troops are coming down from the mountaintops. But Zebul said to him, The shadows of the mountains look like men to you. We're going to come back to that just to explain exactly what's happening here. Then Gaal spoke again, Look, troops are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the diviner's oak. Zebul replied, What do you have to say now? You said, who is Abimelech that we should serve him? 
Aren't these the troops you despised? Now go and fight them. So Gaal went out leading the citizens of Shechem and fought against Abimelech. But Abimelech pursued him and Gaal fled before him. Numerous bodies were strewn as far as the entrance of the city gate. Abimelech stayed in Arumah and Zebul drove Gaal and his brothers from Shechem. So it all started with this party, right? It all started, everybody's happy because Gaal's back in town. And uh, he's old school. He remembers the roots of Shechem. Uh, he, he considers himself like a, a son of Hamor. Who is this Abimelech guy? He's the son of one of those Israelites who's come here. And he's just made himself king. You should go back to your roots. You should go back to your roots. And everybody's partying and drinking, and it sounds like a good idea at the time. And so he, uh, Gaal ingratiates himself with Zebul. He's talking to Zebul as though he can trust him. And Zebul is acting as though he's on Gaal's side. Zebul's the, the ruler of the city, but he is subordinate to Abimelech in this uh, very, very young uh, uh, monarchy that, that he's established. So Zebul uh, is loyal to Abimelech, his relatively new king, and he ingratiates himself with Gaal. Gaal foolishly trusts this guy that he does not know. Okay, are you are you picking up on any principles here that might apply to your life? All right, do you ever try to ingratiate yourself with the bad guys? You ever seen somebody who's a little bit too complimentary toward you? I've seen that, or I'm a little skeptical of people who are like overly kind because I've seen those same people who even use the words, I love you, turn and bite like vipers. That's Zebul to Gaal. It's the bad guys turning on each other. So here's what Zebul does. He secretly sends messengers to Abimelech. He tells Abimelech what's going down. And even gives him this strategy. Because Zebul is on both sides of the issue, he knows the stratagem to give to Abimelech that will conquer Gaal and his men. Gaal is not exactly putting a lot of thought into this. He hasn't been in town for very long. And Zebul knows this. He's going to go right up to the city gate. To his credit, Gaal is, is very bold. He just stands at the entrance to the city gate. He has sent word to Abimelech, he's told him to come out and fight, and now he's just gone to the city gate. So to his credit, he's got guts. He's doing exactly what he said he would do. It's just that what he said he would do is really, really stupid. Now, here he is doing his stupid thing. The first stupid thing he did was trust Zebul because he sees the troops coming down from the mountaintops. Remember, there are four units. Gaal sees one of them. And he tells Zebul what's going on. And then Zebul actually comforts him. No, look, it's okay, Gaal. Those are just shadows on the mountains, and they look like men to you. And in so doing, he allows the four units to come in. Not only does, not only does this give a little bit more time for those troops to come down the mountain, but the other three units that Gaal doesn't know about yet are also all closing in at the same time, because it's right at sunrise. The light is still dim. He can't fully see everything just yet, but Zebul knows exactly what's going on. So Zebul is comforting Gaal while Gaal is being ambushed. Okay, do you see what I mean about those, those comforting words? No, those are just shadows on the mountain. They just look like men to you. Calm down, stay where you are. You're perfectly safe. Meanwhile, 
he's the strategist behind this, this, this whole ambush. Then Gaal spoke again. I like how he's more specific this time because he feels like he wasn't understood. All right, troops are coming down from the central part of the land, and one unit is coming from the direction of the Diviner's Oak. All right, well, we don't know exactly which oak this is, but what's fascinating is that it could be the same oak tree that's by the same stone where the people of God renewed their covenant with God, and also where potentially, potentially, I mean, there's a lot of oak trees, so I don't know. Uh, but it could have been this other, this sort of pagan name. The worshipers of Baal may have given this name to that same oak. I don't know. But what we do know is that the troops are all closing in. And it seems like Gaal has seen one coming down from the mountainside. And now he's spotted another unit. But there are still two more units in this ambush that Gaal doesn't even know about. And meanwhile, Zebul, at this point, finally pulls the curtain back on his sabotage. What do you have to say now? Okay, these are bad guys turning on each other. You said, who is Abimelech? Right, we saw those words in verse 28. Who is Abimelech that we should serve him? Abimelech's the guy who's beating you right now, Gaal. That's who Abimelech is. Aren't these the troops you despise? So go and fight them. Go do what you said you would do. Okay, put your money where your mouth is. You talked a big game and now it's time to actually fight. Don't be too distressed when it seems like the bad guys win. Jotham spoke the truth and then got out of town. He let the truth be known. And you're going to see more and more of his parable come true as we continue through the text. But for a good few years, it looked as though nothing happened. Have you ever wondered that? Like, God, why are you letting the bad guys win? And why are they winning so well? And why have they been winning for so long? Just watch. Just watch. Apart from the Holy Spirit of God convicting depraved sinners like me for our sin, we would not be trustworthy people. We would not be 100% loyal to each other. The Holy Spirit provides a bond among the people of God. But the people who are in opposition to God have no such bond, have no such trust, have no such reason to trust one another because they fear no consequences for their sin. They can sin, they can betray, they can lie, and feel zero conviction for it. When a Christian lies, at least he or she feels conviction for it and is likely to confess and repent. But among the people who are opposed to God, these are all Baal worshipers here. Among the Baal worshipers, and then the men of Abimelech, a self-appointed king against God's will, against even the wishes of his father. There is no trust among these people. Okay, so be patient. Trust the sovereign hand of God. Even if God doesn't bring justice in this lifetime, like he did in the story of Abimelech, we know that one day God will make everything that is wrong right. And we do know that aside from the gospel, there is no trustworthy basis among people, to be honest. So, even if the bad guys win, even if they win big, and even if they seem to keep winning for a long time, just wait. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit, they will eat each other. Meanwhile, you live uprightly, Christian.